0: This is the Hartford Online Radio Network. Twenty first century audio delivered on the horn. This is on the horn, and we are open. For Business, the podcast dedicated to all things business, entrepreneurship, technology, marketing, and customer service, and even how to help you make a few honest dollars for yourself. BandwidthforOnThehorn.com is provided by the accounting firm of Budwitz and Meyer Jack, Deepwater Seafood of Avon, and central CT dental.com This is episode 37, Managing Customer Experience. Is the customer sometimes wrong? An interesting question for sure. Open for Business is sponsored by Amazon S3 Servers. Amazon S3 is storage over the internet. Retrieve any amount of data at any time from anywhere on the web. Highly scalable, reliable, secure, fast, and inexpensive, all from a name you trust Amazon. For more information about Amazon S3 storage, visit aws.amazon.com. And by Gateway Financial Group, Gateway Financial Group prides itself on exceptional client service. It offers a wide range of products, including stocks, bonds, mutual funds, asset management programs, brokered CDs, annuities, and life insurance. Check them out at gfgroup.com. I am Brian Parker, and I am joined, of course, by Zen Master Tommy Russo, co owner of LNR Productions, full service audio video production house. They have the eyes and ears of experience. LR Productions.com. Good evening, Tommy.
1: Good evening, Brian.
0: We are also here with Ken Cook, acclaimed author, speaker, Fortune 500 consultant, and contributor to Inc. Magazine, now running Peer-to-Peer Advisors, connecting successful business owners with other successful business owners so they can get even more successful business and then take over the world. Check him out at Peer-to-Peer Advisors.com. Uh, tonight's topic, do customers expect too much? Uh, it's an interesting topic for sure, especially in a capitalistic market or theoretically, um companies are competing to serve customers with their products why wouldn't we expect that customers should want the best and ultimate in customer experience and quality and service and price our ex- our experts tonight are coming to us all the way from sin city they are duke kahala and jessica davis here they are there's that cute couple right there they are the customer so- uh, loyalty team at zampos.com the online retailer who has really set the gold standard for customer service. And welcome to uh, Duke and to Jessica. How are you doing, guys?
2: Well, thanks for
1: having us.
0: Terrific, terrific. Thanks for being here. To get us in the mood, Tommy always starts us off with some quotes, so I will kick it over to Mr. Tommy Russo.
1: Well, thank you, Brian, and again, welcome, Duke and Jessica. It's really great to have you here. So, Ken. Yes, sir. I've got Seth Godin and Walt Disney this evening, okay? All right. Two different quotes. Here we go. First one is, Do what you do so well that they will want to see it again and bring their friends. And then the second one is, most of your competition spend their days looking forward to those rare moments when everything goes right. Imagine how much leverage you have if you spend your time maximizing those common moments when it doesn't.
3: Number one, Disney. Number two, Golden. Damn, you're good. Ah, I try my best. Exactly. Exactly. Wow.
1: So, Ken, I know you had a question for our guest this evening. Why don't we bounce it over to you?
3: Ready to go. Duke, Jessica, hi. Glad you're here. Hello.
1: Um, I want to start
3: with the gold standard, uh, which is Zappos.com. And I'll read a quote right off of your website. Customer service is not just a department. We've been asked a, We've been asked by a lot of people how we've grown so quickly. And the answer is actually really simple We've aligned the entire organization around one mission to provide the best customer service possible. Internally, we call this our, in all caps, wow philosophy. So I got to start off. Tell us, please, what is the wow philosophy of Zappos? All
2: right, so that's our secret sauce the wow philosophy. So, you know, this question, what is the wow philosophy, has actually been posed a lot over the past several years. And in my experience, the seven years that I've been here, I've uh, I've noticed that there's a lot of different interpretations of what our wall philosophy is, depending on who you ask here. But it all revolves around the same common theme, and that theme is ensuring that you know we're doing what we feel is in the best interest for customers, and also ensuring that we're going above and beyond their expectations to ensure that we're providing them with a very enriching experience.
3: Enriching. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Jessica.
4: Oh, I was going to elaborate, and and with that, the way that we actually align everybody in our company with that type of philosophy is something that you may have heard in the past, is that we all go through uh, four weeks of training that fully aligns us and revolves around our core values and the level of customer service that we are expected and desired to provide to our customers. As uh, our number one core value directly relates to delivering one service, so we focus with our employees as well as our to ensure that everybody has the tools and resources available to them to be able to shop happily as our customer or as our employees to be able to do the jobs and have the resources available to them to enjoy the job that they do on a day-to-day basis.
3: Well, it all starts with the employees, obviously. And mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm curious, for each of your stories, how did each of you connect with Zappos? How, Duke, you said you've been there for seven years. Jessica, how long for you?
4: Um, I will be going on my fifth year.
3: And how did you each get started with Zappos? And sub-question, was the customer service focus part of your attraction or their attraction to you?
2: Yeah, so uh, my experience is uh, a little humorous. So I, I, I came into Zappos seven years ago through a temp agency, and back then Zappos wasn't the company that you know we're known as uh, today. So I remember you know, having a conversation with my recruiter and he said, i got this gig for you, it's called Zappos.com. Um, they specialize in selling shoes online. And the first thing that came to my mind was, oh gosh, I'm gonna be the uh, a future day Al Bundy selling shoes. <laughs> 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 I need to tell my parents.
3: Uh, um, Duke, then, you know, like, I have to interrupt. Does your girlfriend have a big shock of red hair?
2: Uh, no, thank goodness. Uh, my wife does not. Okay,
3: sorry. Your <laughs> wife. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we don't want to know about you. your wife. We want to know about your girlfriend. Come on. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's your hair yeah, We'll get
2: oh, to that later. <laughs> pas um, one.
3: Oh, yeah, All I right. Was
2: talking to the uh, recruiter, and he was listing off a lot of perks, and you know he mentioned that you know they have a really great culture. They have a really strong sense of um, customer service, but what it really sold me was, he mentioned that, you know, they actually provide food for their employees for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Wow. Um, and that's pretty much what sold me uh, to get into Zappos. And from then on, I've just been hearing a lot about, you know, our focus on customer service, um, ensuring that we have this
3: Jessica, how about your story?
1: Well, you know both of you have uh used the word two three times culture but i'm i'm interested because you hear that phrase bantered around quite a bit in different you know organizations different conversations you know we've got a great customer service culture but explain to us a little bit where the rubber meets the road how does that unfold what happens give us some great examples one or two of how zappos great customer service culture manifest
2: Um so part of like our culture has so many different uh, facets here but a big part of it is uh, individuality and we, we you know, encourage our team members to be individuals here and do what they feel is right again for the customer uh, one great example that I can recall where a customer really, you know, took it upon themselves or a team member really took it upon themselves to go above and beyond with the customer uh, was a situation that probably happened two years ago where we had inadvertently sent a Xbox 360. This is back when we sold electronics uh, to a uh, customer out there in Iraq. He was, um, uh, you know, stationed in Iraq. Uh, I think he was an army soldier. We had inadvertently sent an Xbox 360 to him. And you know, he had emailed us to let us know, hey, we, we had shipped this to him by accident. You know, how do we go ahead and you know send it back to, to you folks at Zappos? And the team member, you know, thought it was it would be a great gesture instead to you know say thank you to all the troops out there who you know really worked so hard to defend our country, to say, Hey, as a gesture from Zappos of good faith and goodwill. We want you guys to enjoy, you know, this Xbox three sixty on behalf of us, just go ahead and keep it and enjoy it. Um, so you know, that ended up being a, a great experience. Uh, unfortunately the response back from the, uh, uh, the soldier was that, you know what, you send us a great machine here, but we don't have any games to play it with. Um, <laughs> it's like, you know, we're gonna, you know, probably shoot this uh, thing up here out in the desert. Uh, so the same team member took it upon themselves to actually rally with the employees here at Zappos to get a care package going. So we, you know, had folks donate their old video games, old controllers, old peripherals. Um, we sent some Zappos swag. Uh, so that was monopoly games, and we just got a great care package going, and we had sent it off to the troops, and they sent us a very great, heartfelt email, saying how wild and appreciative they were uh, by you know our actions uh, for that uh, particular
0: situation. That's mm-hmm. very cool. That makes you feel good doing that kind of stuff, doesn't it? You know, it just, does. Yeah, and, no, I, absolutely. You know, tonight's discussion is about the, the the customer service, and I am the sort of I'm playing the role of Grinch tonight. Because right. this is
3: not unusual for you, Brian.
0: Surprise, surprise, surprise. Um, here's the thing. I, I, I think there's an argument to be made that customers these days are are sissies. I think they expect too much. I mean, if any one thing goes wrong, it it's my anecdotal experience that they want the world or they're going to threaten to sue you you know if if you if something gets mailed to a a customer and it arrives broken okay so you know we'll 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 correct that but it's like they just wanna it feels like people just wanna hammer the company these days I, I don't know. What, what do you guys think in, well, in your I'm gonna, business?
1: I, I'm going to read one of the quotes that I, you know, did some research on. And, and interestingly, this one has an unknown author. But it says, if we if we don't take care of our customers, hey, Ken, someone else will. Okay. Hey, r- mm-hmm. don't. Put and the thing right
2: to <laughs>
1: <laughs> but someone else will take care of it. So, you know, Ken, your thoughts on that? You know, are 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 your customers a peer to peer?
3: Customers want what they want. I mean you cannot in my opinion lump all customers together if you end up lumping all customers together as an homogenous group then i think you lose what jessica and duke were talking about earlier which is the ability of the employee to respond to the individual situation and i think that's kind of the underlying message i've heard so far about zappos is we have faith in the people that we hire
1: so i'm curious jessica and duke is there ever a time, because we talked about this in pre-show prep, is there ever a time that Zappos would fire a customer to say, you know, something, we, we're we not dealing with this aggravation that you're bringing to our collective table. We want you out of here. Thanks, but no thanks. Do us a favor. Lose the email. Lose the phone number. Never call or write us again. I'm not sure they'd phrase it that way. <laughs> <but>. Well, <laughs>
4: That's generally not our
0: Okay, that's that, good. That's not in the. That's not in the book that you. <laughs> <laughs> you like you flip. Wait, wait. We're on page sixty nine now. Yeah. All right, uh, go screw yourself. 99
2: percent of the time, you know, uh, we treat our customers as as if they're always right. You know, we definitely take uh, the time and the diligence to help educate our customers. And you know, for that one percent in these situations, are far in between. Where we feel as though, you know, a customer is, for lack of a better term, trying to take advantage over a company after, you know, numerous, you know, interactions and engagements trying to educate them on our policies and procedures. If we find that they're still uh, repeating, you know, those negative behaviors and patterns, we will ask the customer kindly to shop elsewhere and we will be shutting down their account. So it happens very, very rarely. And there you go. All Freedom. Trainees, all employees, to, you know, take accountability for the situation. I mean, if, uh, an incident happens regardless if it's our fault, if it's the customer's fault, or even if it's our shipping carrier's fault. You know, there is a loss of service that that customer had with our company, and you want to take accountability of that and really trying to find a viable solution yeah. uh, that suits the customer's needs.
3: I get that. And, and But the thing about customer service that I have always found is that it is expensive. I mean, it can yeah. cost a lot of money to
0: yeah. do it well. Yeah,
3: And Zappos... 2012 great company large profitable on the back of your wow philosophy however a lot of our audience tom as you well know and brian small business i mean this is yeah yeah tight cash flow negative cash flow some months positive the next month if i'm going to skirt the edges in order to stay positive on cash flow does customer service suffer
1: I would challenge that thinking right from get go how much more expensive is it to find new customers than it is to service the ones that you already have
3: three times as much at least
1: right so i'm I'm saying to you, yes, you're right, there is an investment of time and hard dollars that goes into making sure that your customer is always happy, but my I'm agreeing with your ratio there, that it's three times more expensive to bring in new customers as opposed to making sure that when Ken Cook becomes a client of my company, that Ken
3: never goes anywhere else. Yeah. But Brian, you and I can be contrarian on this. Yeah, I, I think so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wait a minute. Brian, what happened? Did you take I another th- magic pill? <laughs> we lost the Grinch.
0: <laughs> I, I d- can do whatever I want. I just, I'm a customer. Um, well,
1: I think the point that Duke brought up a, a, a few moments ago is, is yeah. at least as far as I'm concerned, the key is that usually it is one percent. Well, what what is the biggest thing that that ticks people off? Like when when when
0: when do you get upset? When you're a customer and you have to call somewhere, when do you get upset? Because I know exactly when I get upset. I get upset <laughs> on hold. On hold. That's close to where I am. Yeah. <laughs> how, how about how about you, Tommy? Uh
1: you know, if, if I'm on hold for a long period of time, no, I'm upset when I am treated in one form or another indifferently, bordering on brutally. That's when my Sicilian blood starts to boil.
0: Yeah, I'm not really. Eh, I don't know about.
3: Th- All right, th- th- at that point, I, I'm kind of having fun. I want to. Fl- I want Duke and Jessica to flip their frame of mind. When do you get upset as a customer? Ooh.
2: Oh fun uh for me it's probably when you know i don't get the resolution that i'm i'm hoping for if like okay. you go into a situation you're hoping that you know the company will take care of you and this or that way and when that doesn't happen it's it sort of annoys me.
0: i hate the phone trees can i just can i just get it out there that's what i hate yeah. i hate the phone trees all right i think it's the third time i have to press a button
3: that's when I get upset.
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a good point.
3: You know, the contrarian there, or the not the contrarian, but the hypocrisy there, It for me, that always pops into my head are the banks, where we treat our customers so well and we love yeah. our customers, yet you can't get a person in a bank anymore. They are death by phone tree, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, well, you know, no, you know what's even worse is uh, governments. No, I had to. But we, they don't position themselves as being good customer service. And, and well, you know, I, in election years they do. Um, <laughs> but we had a no, here's, here's my quick little story on that. So we we go to the you know I just had a kid, so we have um, little Maheetha Bell, and strangely enough, they spelled her name wrong, and so I have to call and get this resolved, but it's already gone. It's in the works. It, it it's like in the works. So like this is great. Uh, we get a letter from the hospital. Here, here's your kid's name. Here's what we're going to send to all the agencies and Social Security and all that kind of nonsense. And uh, if you don't like it, you have to respond to us within 10 days of birth. You know when the letter arrived? 12 days after she was born. 12 birth. days after she <laughs> was born. <laughs> so we're screwed. So I'm sitting here, and I have to call up you know, the, 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 the city of Hartford and talk to someone over there, and it's just phone tree after phone tree. And it's not even like a good phone tree where you just got to listen to it and and, and pick. It's... Good afternoon. Thank you for calling the city of Hartford in Connecticut. We are the capital city, New England's rising. Like, there's all this little, like, sales nonsense in there for the state capital. Like, just tell me what I want to press. Give me my options. But no, they go through this whole diatribe. And if you're interested in getting a fishing license... You would be also interested to know that the water temperature today is 56 degrees. Like, I don't care. And I'm pressing zero, and you know what they do when you press zero? They go back to the beginning. Oh,
3: absolutely. But let's let's get our folks I, back I in. I want to go back to Jessica, though. Jessica, you can't get off the hook. What's bad What's bad customer service for you? Uh, generally,
4: I think because I've worked in the customer service industry since I was 16, um, it's generally when I know certain institutions, have the capabilities to do something that I'm asking them to do and they're just kind of refusing to do it because they don't want to give me an exception, they don't want to have to reach out to their supervisor or so forth. So it's generally just when I know somebody can do something and they're just unwilling to help me.
3: Okay, so let's go back to the WOW philosophy for a moment because I think this is important in talking about underlying principles for great customer service. Duke, when you described... Bad customer service for you. What I, the one word that I heard underlying all of that was expectations, mm-hmm. actually, expectations met. And Jessica, the one word I heard underlying you was uh, respect, respect for you. And what, in the wow philosophy world, if you had to pick one or two words, what are they?
4: I think respecting our customers would be a huge part of
3: that. Okay.
1: Anything else? Duke, you've gone awfully quiet on us. Duke, no, yeah, my, 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 I'm trying to wrap my brain on this one here. <laughs> like, do you just want two sole words that kind of encompass
4: our wow philosophy. Yeah. Experience.
0: Experience. That's interesting. That's Tell me a, more about very that. Very interesting. By the way, I just got it that Duke is wearing a Duke University shirt. I just got it. <laughs> I had to. Uh,
2: I just, just got it right I now. I my name. i got to make sure that it's, it's on there. For... <laughs>
3: tell, me, tell me more about experience.
2: Um, I mean, for us, it's all about you know creating the most memorable experience uh, for our, our customer base here. We invest a lot of time with our team members to really you know get to know our, uh, our customers in a more personable uh, way. So we actually educate our team members. To try to find ways that they can actually interact, you know, with their customer on the phone. For example, you know, if they hear a dog barking in the background, you know, a normal, you know, other company probably wouldn't even take notice. Here, example, we train our team members to utilize that as a means to get to you know the customer on a personal level. So, ask questions, probing questions, such as, "Hey, I hear that dog in the background. What kind of dog is it? You know, how old is your dog?" or um, You know, if you hear music in the background saying, hey, is that, you know, pop rock music? I'm also into pop rock. You're my favorite band. What are yours? So just ways to really help enrich, uh, you know, the experience in small little ways such as that really goes a long way.
3: So connectivity as well. Yes. Yes. Got it.
1: Well, in some ways, it really bounces right back to our boy, Mr. Walt Disney, saying, do what you do so well that they will want to, you know, experience it again and bring their friends. And that's what I'm hearing from you, Duke, in this particular moment, that if you create that kind of experience, not only are they going to want to call you guys again, but they're going to tell their, you know, their mothers and their brothers and their sisters and aunts and uncles. Mm
2: -hmm. And that's the word of mouth. I mean, that's pretty much how we grew in the earlier days. We didn't invest a whole lot in marketing. We relied on the service that we provided to our customers so that they would go home and tell their family and friends and, hey, I had such a great experience with Zappos. Anytime you're in the market for some shoes, you need to check them out first because they're going to take care of you and you're going to have a lot of fun, you know, interacting with them.
1: There you mm-hmm. go. Now you, you guys talked about four weeks of training, uh, and that sounds pretty interesting. And for those that have not ever crossed that threshold and know what that's like, can you give us a, you know, the bird's eye view of week one, week two, week three, and week four? Yeah,
4: definitely. And um our, Training really uh, encompasses what you can expect when you move to become a phone team member and truly assisting our team member or customer from the customer service angle, as well as really um, making sure you're comfortable and have a full understanding of our core values. Um, So the first week is really about going over like all of the expectations of what you can anticipate over like your first year here at Zappos, all the things that you can Kind of expect to learn. Uh, The second week is we bring in a number of our teams, our upper heads, our uh, management, different departments to introduce them uh, to the new individuals that have just come to the company so that people start to get an association of faces and names feeling comfortable within our environment as a big part of our culture is about building a family relationship here at Zappos. Uh, The third week is more where you get into the actual technical, the nitty and gritty, and you do start taking call towards the end of that week, Um, and then also your very last week um, in training, you do spend the majority of your time uh, focusing on call with customers, and then you do have a wonderful uh, staff of individuals who kind of sit side by side you uh, with you to assist you throughout that transition. Hmm. Anything further to elaborate?
2: Yeah, just throughout that four weeks, there's a lot of coaching and feedback, you know, just in relation to cultural expectations. How are you contributing to our culture? What do you bring every day that will help enhance our culture? Also, back on the customer, and you know, how well are you servicing the customer? You know, what are the, some of the tools that you may have missed that it could have you know, really helped to generate a better experience for the, uh, for the customer? So, just a lot of feedback and coaching within that four weeks.
3: You know, what I find most interesting is that it, customer service is, if I had to prioritize from what I'm hearing, Zappos's perspective on the world, number one is the customer, but number one also is the employee. I mean, you have to start with the employees and the environment, the level of respect that they're given. I mean, Tommy, you and I have talked about this time and time again, that if you don't treat employees with respect and let them know that they're valued, then the ability for them to perform and direct their energy to the betterment of the company is
1: lost. Absolutely. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. Brian, you've gone awfully quiet. Are you are you sulking over there in the corner? I'm good, man.
0: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> you know what I think is interesting about Zappos? I mean, just from a, you know, if you think of customer service to getting what I want is really what it is. Because uh, I'm the customer and I'm being serviced with this online retailer. I did a little fun thing, and you guys can do this at home. Um, I like Vineyard Vines, and, and I like the button-downs for them. And I i'll have to admit it i do a lot of my shopping on amazon.com so i went over to amazon and i just said all right you know vineyard vines men's shirts and uh and you know how many results i got four i got four results four shirts four shirts that's it that's it that stinks what which is really just mind-boggling and uh and 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 i'll put the i have two screenshots of them and then zappos we found 96 items for you. Wow. <laughs> like, that's a little bit more. So, you know, I mean, there's a there's a little bit there of, you know, just, just get what you want. But you know what also is interesting, um, speaking of the customer service or customer no service, is have you heard of this website called Save More? No. Save More is, uh, it'll like, you know, like double your coupons okay. or if you get okay. a gift card or you can buy a gift card for 80% of the value or 40% of the value. Anyway, so all these people were... Throwing money at him, people weren't getting money back. I, I heard this on, uh, on uh, NBC30 uh, uh, TV. The state of Connecticut has 1,581 complaints into the attorney general's office about this guy. I mean, talk about just basic customer service. Wow. Give them what they're asking for. They're giving you the money. You make the trade here. So the Save More, don't go there. Don't go there. Also, uh, Credit Solutions of America. Uh, our, Don't go t- there. our attorney general is, uh, is all up in arms over them, but mm. apparently they're not, um, they're taking the money, you know, the $500 yeah. to redo your credit and then just not giving the other people.
3: Anybody that starts their name off with credit solutions is not a good place to go. Yes. Credit solutions. <laughs> so, but it, it, I love the fact that Zappos, 96 items. 96. F- four items on Amazon. And it brings me back to... The comment that Jessica and Duke made at the very beginning about alignment, customer service is as the face of it is me talking to the client, Brian talking to his customer, Jessica talking to their customer. But underly underneath that and supporting that is everything else that the organization does. And if that is not aligned, if it is not all going in the same direction, that's when you get. Miscon- disconnects and miscues and things that don't go right, I mean you think amazon's great, but when now that you only have four shirts to choose from, my feeling is yeah. that the next time you want a vineyard buying shirt, you're going to Zappos yeah and and i'm I'm sure there's two
0: screenshots there along with all of our scripts but um there it is the amazon Prime because i I'm a prime member because I waste all my money there <laughs> and uh and then here so there it is. You know, right above the first shirt there, you'll see showing four results. Four results. And and there it is. Vineyard Vines is my search topic. I come down here. Oh, you want Vineyard Vines from Zappos.com? We found 96
3: items. Oh, okay. <laughs> Terrific. That's amazing. Terrific. So tell me, it, Jessica or Duke, what is one example of alignment beyond the fact that they are 96 Vineyard Vines shirts at Zappos? Give me something else that you guys are doing internally that makes the experience of customer service the gold standard that it is. I stumped them again.
4: That's kind of a, a broad question. Um, pick
3: pick one instance in a phone call in the past week and just tell us a story.
4: Sure. Um, just a, just a, a wow story that we've recently had with a customer? Yeah, that'd be great. Okay. Um, recently, this was uh, somewhat unfortunate. Recently, we did have a situation where a package was sent out to a customer. Um, unfortunately, during the process where it was sent out, a dog attacked the package. Uh, the everything inside, this, was 100% this destroyed.
3: This wasn't um, your dog, was it? <laughs>
4: <Yeah>. <laughs> no, he has no teeth.
3: Somebody oh, that's right. He know, has no
4: know, teeth. He yeah. the box, unfortunately, little guy. Um, one of our representatives here, like they felt so bad for the customer. They recognized that the customer actually really needed these shoes because they were for a wedding, unfortunately. Mm. Um, so what the team member ultimately did, we searched a ton of sites, trying to find a, another site that could potentially send out these shoes to the customer. We weren't able to locate them anywhere. Ultimately, we were actually able to find them in a brick and mortar store in the same uh, state, uh, right up the street from that particular customer. We contacted the manager of that store, placed the order for the customer. They were able to go ahead and go pick up the package. Um, ultimately, one week later—that uh, well, me, not one week later, a few days ago—our team member sent out uh, a letter to the customer, thanking her and wishing her all the best for her wedding and for her
0: trip honeymoon. That's it's very like cool. Brick and mortar shopping, huh? That is cool. A brick and mo- what is that like? It's been so long since I went into a store and bought something.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's really, it really. I think it's, it's amazing that how much my shopping has changed since the internet came. Oh, well, me too. Me I mean, too. I do I, not fear holiday shopping anymore.
2: I don't buy anything. It's super convenient. Just go online, pick what you need and get it delivered to you.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's great. I mean, the only bad thing is you got to cut up all those blasted cardboard boxes that that come to your house cuz we got to recycle here in Connecticut so. But but think
1: about that very statement. All right, And and what I mean by that is it, certainly the traditional paradigm is the only way you're going to get good service is to be face-to-face. To do what, well, I mean, it's an old school paradigm. Traditional, par- very old school. Very old yeah. school. and And there's still a lot of people out there that think that the only way they are going to get good service, whatever good means to them, is to literally cross the threshold and be face-to-face with a salesperson. But we're hearing here, and clearly the gold standard with Zappos is is that whole paradigm has been shot to hell. Oh, yeah. And we are now in a whole different world. But I contend that there's still a lot of people out there that are latecomers to the whole concept of shopping online, purchasing online. And part of that latecomerness to them is the fact that they don't believe that they are going to be serviced in the way that they 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 really want to be serviced. That is an well, interesting
0: point. I I had cogitated about this online shopping versus brick and mortar and wondering about customer service, is it easier to perform customer service if you're Zappos online retailer versus I don't know, the weather vane. Is the weather vane still around? I don't even know. Uh if you're a, <laughs> b- a brick and mortar store um and, and, and I think maybe it's actually easier to provide brick-and-mortar customer service because there's a little veil of anonymity that the customer can take over the phone. And I think that allows them to be a little meaner oh, I think the person on the
3: other end. I think it's a much more minute difference in that face-to-face, you yeah. can read expressions and see yeah. all of the nonverbals. Yeah. yeah. But when jessica or duke is on the phone with somebody you guys can't see any nonverbal cues that person is giving you the only thing you have is tone and inflection and in words right
0: do you find right. you do, do you guys find yourself do, do you have to do you go through training that says when you're talking actually smile you actually have to smile when you're talking to the customers
2: we love you. to try to smile with your voice try to make sure that that sort of shines and comes across in the in your interaction with the customer but i mean i agree to an extent that you know it is on the consumer end, it, it, it's really there is that potential to really try to mask, you know, your, your true personality and who you are behind the phone, so you can come off a little bit more aggressive than you typically would if you were in a face-to-face type of interaction. I hmm. know
4: for me personally that if I'm calling some place and that they're not, you know, meeting my expectations, I can definitely come across over the phone like a 300-pound linebacker, <laughs> I mean, you know, you to be a 130-pound woman. But you make me mad, I'm going to sound very differently on the phone.
3: <laughs> now, now we know how your dog lost his teeth.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, you know what
1: I'm. Uh, it's interesting because almost all of us, myself included, have used the word "when." You know, uh, talking. You know, the customers talking. But what's the other end of that experience? And uh, and that's what I'm. That's what I'm wondering. Uh, what kind of training goes into the whole art? Of listening, and being able to, because you don't have the advantage. Just mm-hmm. as you articulated, Ken, you don't have the advantage of seeing the body language, you know, being animated in front of you. Uh, what kind of focus does Zappos, as an example, have in teaching you to have really great listening skills? Are there cues? I'm, I'm just curious, Duke and Jessica, on
2: that. It's, it's an ongoing process. I mean, there's only so much that you can teach. I mean, it's definitely a piece that we do touch on. You're just making sure that, you know, you are being patient with your customers. You are making sure that you're actively listening to what they have to say. But like I mentioned, you know, it's it's going to probably be months and months of coaching depending on the experience of our team members. And, um, you know, it, like for me, like when I first started off on the phones, uh, from the I used to be a, a waiter at a, at a cruise ship, and I was very impatient uh, at times. So... Uh, my first several years it was really hard to unlearn all of those bad habits that I had hmm. uh, gained you know, early on in my experience so I mean it was definitely a challenge uh, and hopefully you know I mean I definitely overcame it but it took some time.
1: Well it's interesting go ahead Jessica I'm sorry.
4: No I was just going to say and a lot of what we do here as part of our coaching and feedback is making sure that we take the time and opportunities with one another to share tips and tricks about how we engage with our customers you know on um, sharing things about the weather with one another so we do have um things that we can recognize pick up from to build those connections with
1: our customers oh, that that well that speaks to again to the culture I know be on our pre show prep I shared with both Ken and Brian uh that I had a customer up in the state of Maine that at one point in time turned to me and said, "I hire friendly first and i i though yeah. I thought I knew what he meant by that. I still asked him, what do you mean by that? And he went on to say that he was convinced that he could train any any employee to do any of the things that his store needed to be trained to do, but he was also convinced that he could not train and teach them to be friendly. So what is anyone's thoughts on that very point? Are there people that come into, as an example, the Zappos you know, training? and just realize that this is not a world that they are going to be able to be cut out for?
2: Definitely, yes. I mean, you know, one of the things that we tell our team members up front is that, you know, Zappos isn't for everybody, and that's okay. You know, you're going to come through the four weeks of training. You're going to be immersed into our culture, into our world, our philosophies and ideologies, and then you'll decide for yourself. is, Is this a great fit for you? If not, just let us know, and, you know, we'll part ways, you know,
3: It's interesting, though, Tommy, your phrase, uh, I hire friendly first. To me, that's the starting point because the build particularly that I've heard Jessica and Duke talk about is that Zappos is a learning organization as much as anything else. Mm -hmm. And uh, between the two of you over 10 years experience at Zappos, both customer loyalty team managers, both coaches, probably more than anything else that you fill your day up with, I would think. Is, yes. Yeah it, and that's the learning part. Uh there is no endpoint in customer service. Customer service is a continually evolving process. I and mean, Brian is probably in second grade on the customer service level right now. <laughs> where Tommy, I'd put you at least uh junior in college. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Sorry Brian. <laughs> That was just I teed it up for myself. It was too easy. That was
1: a body slam, Brian. I'm sorry. No, you God. know hey, that's all right. I I'm
0: happy to work on my humility. Thank you for keeping me uh, sweet and <laughs> humble. Appreciate it. <laughs> oh, look at that! Your microphone turned off. Whoops! <laughs> oh my goodness! What happened there? I forgot I'm vulnerable here. <laughs> um, interesting. I have thirteen um, uh, tips on how to hang, uh, how to handle angry customers. I won't go through all of them, but. There's stuff we haven't mentioned, such as such as take ownership and formulate a solution. That's an interesting one, I think.
1: That sounds like Stephen Covey's third alternative. Mm. Does it does? We're, we're going to work it out. Oh boy! We, we have at LNR what we refer to as the Sicilian solution.
0: Oh jeez! <laughs> okay. <laughs> I know a guy named Eddie. Yeah, I mean, he'll make everything okay.
1: That's, hey, look, when you hard. see him, just pretend you You're don't know. You're making
0: offers no one can refuse, yeah. are you? Thank you. You got it. M- <laughs> make sure you don't look him in the eye. He doesn't like
1: that. Is that right? on that list, Brian, the Sicilian solution? Sicilian or no? <laughs>
0: solution? Hmm, let me check. Give me, a, give me
1: another
3: one off of the list, Brian.
0: Uh, well, be patient. That's an interesting one. I, I don't think we have actually heard of that, but it, maybe that just kind of comes with the territory. Yeah. Irritated customer won't be placated by anything but satisfactory... Uh, Resolution of their problem. Getting angry won't help the situation. I mean, that's you know. Do
3: they have acknowledgement? Acknowledgement meaning angry customer acknowledge validate. Uh, let's see. They have Great apologize. Point. No.
0: Take ownership. Uh, solicit feedback. I don't think apologies are always necessary. Emphasize. Oh, I think this is emphasize that you let them know that you understand their problem and appreciate that they're upset. There's acknowledgement. Acknowledgement. Which is a long
3: way of saying acknowledgement. Very good. good. What else do you think? But uh, go back to apology though. Do you really think that apologies are necessary in every instance? You know what
0: though? I think that's part of our society now. Is that you? you just throw apologies out there like I love you, like whatever doesn't really matter. Oh, I'm sorry that you're. Uh, you know, I'm sorry that you're having that problem today. Oh, I'm sorry, but, you know, no, you're not. I'm Not really sorry. But you know, you just kind of have to say it. it's
3: part of the colloquialism. There's no actual. There's no actual sorrow. What's involved. more important at Zappos to acknowledge or to apologize?
4: It would be to be empathetic in any fashion, um, just to show a sincere display of empathy for whatever the situation. So as you referenced, oh, I'm so sorry that that happened to you. Rather, we would like to say, I'm so sorry to hear that your shoes didn't make it to you on time, and to make it more specific to the customer's needs to ensure that you are actively listening to them and that you are acknowledging their concerns.
3: That's good. Empathy and acknowledgement in the same sentence. I like that. It's a two-banger. Yeah, it works well. There you go. But, I mean, it, it is a very effective one because it does the one thing that any angry customer wants, and that's to know they're heard.
0: Yeah. No, boy, I just found a whopper on this list. Compliment them after the discussion. Say something to the effect of, it's people like you that help our business get better. Oh, please. Do you guys do that? And if you do do that, do you throw up right afterwards? <laughs>
2: No, we don't. Uh, we typically try to like when we end the call, we want to try to end it in a, in a personal note. So, like again, if the customer is you know leaving for a wedding, we want to say, hey, thank you so much for chatting with us. I really hope that you know the wedding goes pleasantly well. Okay. For that.
3: That's better. Yeah, but it, it not. You don't necessarily have to thank them for making Zappos a better company, do you? No, no not at all.
1: <laughs> so I'm, I'm curious, Duke, in that regard, do you at times run into customers where they feel that you've crossed a privacy line by getting personal like that? Ooh, good. Good question. Um,
2: rarely, rarely happens. If they do, the customer would simply point out that you know they don't appreciate us going in-depth with them. That mm-hmm. personal knowledge, and then the... The team member would cease to continue on. Um, but it, it's just really the team member getting a good feel. Um, and that's part of the, the empowerment that we have on our team members is to try to get a good feel and a good gauge of, you know, how how well you can get connected to the customer yeah. and just, you know, just let it flow.
3: How do you two like coaching compared to well, actually? Hand... it's
2: very, very rewarding.
3: Rewarding in what way?
2: Um, just, you know, seeing someone that you've really worked so hard uh, with and over the years just see them grow and progress in their roles.
0: Um, it's it's very um satisfying hmm. and are, are you guys coaches that actually do so like you guys are on the on the call floor and then you know for so many hours a day or are you just coaching the other uh, the other representatives uh,
4: pro- well, we sit on the same floor with all of the team members. We actually sit in the same rows as them to be kind of available at any point for questions, concerns, and just also being uh, that there for visibility purposes. But the majority of our day is spent um, being a part of informational meetings where, yes, definitely coaching up our leads and team members um, so that they're able to progress in the company to where they want to go.
3: And just so I get a sense of scale, what's the span of responsibility in terms of number of people each of you have?
2: Um, I think ideally, each manager they want to see over oversee a uh, hundred employees. Okay. So that's including supervisors, uh, team leads, and also team members. Um wow. Jessica has a supervisor, so she has uh, roughly around three or four team leads, um, and each team lead has roughly about ten to fifteen team members.
3: Okay, so a cascade down to a hundred, but it, it the numbers get smaller as you go up. I got it. Right. Yeah.
0: Um. I want to ask Tommy this. Just this. This is on on that same list, number 13. It says, don't rise to the occasion. If they're getting really angry, you could ask them to leave the store or go get someone else to help you, someone higher up like a manager. What do you think? Don't rise to the occasion. Oh, no,
1: I agree with that 150%. Because Really? yeah, I really do. I don't think that it's going to serve, one, yourself well to become as reactive as your client, customer is becoming. Uh, and ultimately, it's only going to pour gasoline on top of the fire. So, yeah, no, I, 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 if anything, I think a lot of people that do become reactive like that are hoping that they're going to push your button. And my intention would be to not allow that to unfold. Mm-hmm. Ken, your thoughts on that?
3: I think I agree. I really do. I mean, I I can see instances where it could go the other way if someone is just absolutely belligerent and there's no hope of anything going down the road with them. Right. But you still don't want to rise to the occasion because as soon as they hang up the phone, they're calling 10 people and telling them how poorly they were treated.
1: Let's invite our illustrious guests. Do,
3: Do
0: you guys ever... Do you guys instruct your folks to not rise to the occasion? Make sure that you don't uh, you know, jump ugly. Don't be a hero. <laughs> it's not really rise to the occasion like get as angry as the customer. It's don't be the hero. Don't try to solve the customer that's clearly not going to be placated. Exactly.
2: I mean, if you identify that, you know, there's no hope in salvaging, you know, the conversation with the customer, we advise our teamers just ask the customer to kindly call back at a later time.
1: Nice. To to the oh, there you that's go. Nice. That's a good approach.
0: Nice.
3: Now there's a real advantage between them being online on the phone versus bricks and mortar.
1: Absolutely.
0: That's right. You don't get punched in the nose. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> you don't have to physically remove them from the store. <laughs> wait, wait. Hey, you know that's that's good stuff right there. That oh, is good stuff. Well,
1: Brian, everyone has answered that question, but you. And, and we're unions. out of
0: time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks so much for joining us. Jessica,
3: Duke, you two have been great. Thank you. We do appreciate hey, it, guys.
2: Had a lot of fun.
0: Um, there they are, Duke and Jessica. Check them out at Zappos.com. And you know, even if you don't have a problem, I would just call and see if you can talk to one of them anyway, just to see what they're like. Just say, hey, I heard about you on the horn. Can I get like a... Vineyard Vine shirt. Can I get a Vineyard Vine? I'm looking for a good Vineyard Vine shirt. What was well, that can one you, that, uh, that, you can ask that
2: that? The top of Davis. <laughs> <laughs> okay, very good,
0: very good. You did a great <laughs> job. Thanks, folks, and thank you all for listening. Uh, we couldn't do the show without our sponsors: Amazon.com, Gateway Financial, the accounting firm of which Admire, Jack Deepwater Seafood of Avon and Central CT Dental.com. Special thanks, thanks to the chat room moderator. Evan Richards and Technical Team Independent Media Network. Check him out at imnct.com. Line Simon, Doug Hardy, you guys are the best. We are closing up shop for this week, but we will be open for business next Tuesday at 5pm right here on The Horn. We'll see you guys
1: next week.